It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And that's grounded sharply past the dive of Florian down a left field line headed for the corner. Right around third, he will score. Mayfield on his way to second with an RBI double. It's 1-0 Astros. And that's a broken bat ground ball. Gets under the glove of Biggio, and it gets past Sogard in the right field. Mayfield scores, and it's 2-0 Astros. Looked like Biggio lifted his glove up too soon, went right under it as he was going to his right. He whips this one. Deep right field, number four. Alvarez puts the Astros up three to nothing on his fourth jack. And it was an upper decker. Mondesi and the Cardinals. This ball is hit well to left center field. That's a long run for the left fielder. He won't get there. It's in the gap. What straw run? He'll stop at second base. It's to Reddick, and this ball is drilled deep to right center field. Going back on it is Gritchuk at the wall. See you later. Josh Reddick goes yard, and the Astros go up six to two. And that is lined up the middle and in the center of base hit. Mayfield scores. Straw. He's racing for second. The off-balance throw by Hernandez is in time for the out. Astros trying to go five and two for the first seven games of this eight-game homestand, which concludes tomorrow. First pitch, and that's bounced right side. Waiting on it is White. He's got it. Takes it to first himself, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take the first two from Toronto, winning this afternoon by a final of 7-2. to That is four wins for the Astros in their last five ball games. Well, of course, you need a starting pitcher to set the tone, and that's what Fromper Valdez did, Robert. Four shutout innings to start things and let the Astros begin to percolate. As we go down now to the Astros clubhouse, where we're joined by Miles Straw. Uh, a couple of RBI hits, an RBI double, and an RBI single. Saw you driving the ball your first three times up, Miles, to left center. That, that's kind of going against the scouting report for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. you gotta, you got to switch it up on those guys sometimes. <laughs> hey, Miles, uh, we've seen Jordan uh, contribute. You've been contributing since you came up. Uh, Jack Mayfield with three doubles today. How much pride are you guys taking in uh, for coming up from Round Rock this year and, and really putting together a great string for the Astros, 10-3 and three in the month of June? Yeah, I mean, we're loving it. This is, uh, you know, this is the place you want to be if you're, at, uh, if you're on any team. So uh, we're just grateful to be here and to contribute right now to this team. Um, you know, it means everything to us. And, you know, every opportunity we get, we're looking forward to uh, producing. You know, a lot of folks... Seeing Jordan Alvarez for the first time here in Houston. Of course, you got to see him in Round Rock for, for much of the year. The, the start he's gotten off to, has it, has it surprised you at all? Um, Gosh, here? No, not at all, to be honest with you. Um, you know, some of the reporters asked how I thought he was going to do, and I told them, I mean, I don't think he's going to skip a beat here, and he's going he's gonna to hit the ball hard almost every at-bat like he's been doing, and uh, I don't think you should expect, you know, not much less from that. All right. Hey, Miles Straw, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the win and the good game. Thank you, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. 
our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their three-game series with the Toronto Blue Jays. This is the conclusion of an eight-game homestand for the Astros, over which they've gone 5-2 and two so far after taking the first two games from Toronto, including a 7-2 win yesterday. Jack Mayfield, three doubles, and RBI scored three times. Jordan Alvarez hit another home run as part of a three-for-four game. Astros have won two in a row and four of their last five. Blue Jays have dropped two straight and seven of their last nine. Astros 48 and 23, first in the AL West, nine and a half games ahead of the Rangers. Blue Jays 25 and 45, fourth in the American League East, 17 and a half games behind the Yankees. Time now for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Brad Peacock getting the ball for the Astros today, and Peacock has been outstanding for the Astros this year. Gave up a couple of home runs his last start against Milwaukee on Tuesday, but still able to pick up the victory. Yeah, Brad just keeps rolling along. He's very methodical in what he does, and he can pitch to a game plan very well, execute pitches. He'll throw that curveball to the left-handed batters and that sweeping slider to the right-handed batters, and he's always got that fastball, though it's, it's not 95 or anything like that, but it's very deceptive, gets a lot of uh, freezing strikes on that pitch. A lot of his strikeouts come on that fastball. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, former Astros farmhand Trent Thornton, 4.78 ERA as a rookie this year. Astros got him or traded him straight up for Aledmiz Diaz this past offseason. Yeah, it's not surprising that the Astros drafted Trent Thornton in the fifth round 2015, and it's because he's got an elite spin rate on, on both his fastball and his curveball, and they love that. Uh, uh, what we've seen so far, and we saw it uh, on occasion when he was in the minor leagues and in Major League Spring training camp, was a little inconsistency with the, the fastball command, putting it where he wants to. He sprays it around uh, a touch, but still that curveball can get him out of a lot of jams, and he's got a nice cut fastball too. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros have done a great job all year long of, of really working over pitchers, especially pitchers who aren't consistently throwing strikes. And you look at what Trent Thornton has done this year. Walks have been a, a bit of an issue for him. You're talking earlier, fastball command sometimes can come and go for him. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that would be the case with as many guys, uh, the regulars are out of the lineup right now. But you yeah. call guys out from Round Rock and it certainly put Jordan in that discussion. But Strom, Mayfield, all these guys, Stubbs, uh, are able to come in and, and execute the same way. I mean, they, they just don't swing at pitches very far out of the zone very often, and, and that makes it very tough on a starting pitcher, especially when he's trying to manage his pitch count. Coming up next, we'll be joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Bottom of the third inning, the Astros lead 6 to nothing over the Toronto Blue Jays. It's going to be Torinos Reddick and Tyler White facing Aaron Ch Sanchez. Here in the third inning, the Astros have three runs in the first, three runs in the second inning. As Sanchez's first pitch is upstairs for ball one, and, and we're pleased to be joined with the Astros' fourth-round pick, Colin Barber, who's a, a center fielder 
out of Chico, California. What was the name of your high school, Colin? Uh, Pleasant Valley High School. Pleasant Valley High School. And your career average there was almost 500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strike. It's one ball and one strike. I don't think that Robert could put the ball on the tee and hit 500. Oh, definitely not. There's a reason I'm, I was in this booth from the start, my friends. So we asked Gray last inning, what's the best part about your game right now? Best part about my game? Yeah. Is uh, it offense, defense, or is it you feel like you're well-rounded? I'm very well-rounded, yeah. Just just my love for the game carries me, you know. Where did that start? Uh, it's a passion started with my uncle and my dad, too. My uncle's a longtime Giants fan because mm -hmm. he's in well, – he, he lived in Northern California for a while, too, so, yeah. Two balls and one strike pitch is fouled back into the screen. It's two balls and two strikes. We're start talking with the Astros' fourth-round pick out of high school. And, and how hard was that to, to make the decision to sign rather than go to college? Yeah. Um, That's hard, right? Yeah. My mom, my mom was dead set on me uh, getting an education right off the bat. But yeah. I, I, wanted to be a, I wanted to be a professional baseball player and pursue my career. And well, the end goal is here anyway. So. So you educated her, basically. <laughs> <laughs> two ball and two strike pitches. My a curveball outside, swinging a miss. There's one out. So now we understand, you know, Chico, California, as we mentioned. I understand you grew up an A's fan. Is that right? I grew up an A's fan, yeah. I mean, you're not an A's fan anymore. Not at all. <laughs> no. But so, team, so who did you who did you grow up watching? Who were some of your favorite players? Oh, shoot. That ranges. I mean, I honestly, I was an A's fan. Uh -huh. But I grew up watching... I love. I just love Derek Jeter's love for the game. So I grew up watching a lot of Yankees ball games. Actually, yeah. Even though I was an A's fan, still, I loved. I loved watching him. It's amazing um, how many players these days grew up and loving the game because of Jeter. You know. Yeah. That 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 guy created a lot of love for me. Just his passion and drive. Yeah. I try to emulate that in my game. So there's a ground ball through the right side for Josh Reddick. It's a base hit. Josh now one for one. Also had an RBI sacrifice fly in the first that'll bring up tyler white with one away so how did you wind up in center field were you always an outfielder did you play other positions actually yeah so uh i played first base when i was younger i was more heavy set uh not very quick and then i developed speed as i got older so mm -hmm. i uh shifted to the outfield corner outfield then i got more speed um loved commanding the outfield so center field was my spot how, how did you get faster a lot of hard work with my dad a lot of hard work, countless hours running, running with him, training, learning new ways to train. So, so you got more explosive and, and learn better technique and better things like that? Yep, exactly. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we, we were looking at your swing, yeah. and it looks very compact. So what kind of hitter are you? More of a spray type of hitter, gap to gap? Yeah, I love driving the ball to all parts of the field, driving the ball in the gap. Um, if I get my pitch, I can definitely drive it out of the yard, but I love, I love poking balls in the gap and getting my doubles and triples. Pitch to Tyler White is in there for a strike. It's 0-2 to Tyler. Have you been told yet what's next for you, where, where, you're, where you're headed after this? Yeah, I'm headed to West Palm Beach in Florida. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Gulf Coast League? Gulf Coast League, yep. All well, right. it's going to be warm. Yeah. It's, it'll, be <laughs> like, it'll be like Chico. It'll be like Chico. Chico's probably like 100 degrees right now. Is that right? So, yeah. 0-2 pitch from Sanchez inside. Almost hit Tyler White in the face. Pitch was way up and in. And it's one ball and two strikes. Did you have any idea uh, that the Astros were one of the teams that was interested in you? What, what was your reaction when you found out the Astros drafted you? Yeah, so um, I was actually taking a final. Uh, it was my last final of the school year. And my, uh, my advisor texted me during the final and said, 
Hey, uh, actually, I didn't. Obviously, didn't have my phone on me during well, the final. I was final. about to say, what are you doing yeah. with your phone during the final? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that, that was yeah. my tactic. It was actually it was in my backpack um, at the time. He texted me. I looked at it later. Saw that the Astros picked me up in the fourth round. And I got chills all over my body. Mm. Ran to my coach, gave him a huge hug, and said, "Hey, the Astros just picked me up in the fourth round." And yeah, my friends all came out from their finals. Actually, all of them left their finals and ran Man. to my classroom, gave me a huge hug. And, How sweet is that? Yeah. One, two pitches outside. And uh, tell you something that uh, Jeff Luno told us the other day when he was talking about the first four picks that the Astros had. He said all of them they considered as first rounders. You know, they felt like you were even consideration as a first rounder in their eyes. That's awesome. So that, that, yeah, that has that, to feel good, right? That feels amazing. I yeah, mean, that's awesome to You're hear. very high on their list. That's Two balls, a two-strike. Reddick takes off, so it's a swing and a miss. Throw down, and it is not in time. Head first slide by Reddick. It's Kevin Biggio pointing toward the dugout. He wants them to take a look at it. Yeah, so we may see a challenge here. So did you did you have an idea that the Astros were looking at you? Was that one of the scouts you talked to? or? Uh, yeah, I, I talked to the uh, Tim Kosick, one, uh -huh. one of the area scouts. Um, and yeah, uh, a little bit. I didn't know uh, they weren't. They didn't seem as interested as other ones, but uh, definitely, definitely had some interest in me. I believe, obviously. Reddick may have come off the bag on that slide, by the way. Yeah, I think you're right. And Biggio, being Kevin Biggio, kept that glove on, on Reddick the entire time, just in case that might happen. And Blue Jays haven't decided whether they're going to challenge or not. And a little surprised they haven't. Yeah, me too. They're not going to challenge. All right. So a stolen base for, for Reddick. So he's in scoring position with two outs. Six to nothing lead for the Astros. So where you grew up, what was the what was the competition like in terms of baseball? Did you did you wind up going to more populated areas like Sacramento or the Bay Area to play travel ball? Yeah, so um, about eleven or twelve years old, my dad and I reached out to different um, coaches and teams down in the Bay Area and uh, found a few other teams. Actually one out of LA for a while. And then uh, we transferred over to Lafayette, where I played with the Zoots out of um, yeah Lafayette, and they they definitely. Tony Kemp pops one high in the air to right field. That's got a chance. It's gone. Tony Kemp with a moonshot to right goes deep. The Astros lead eight to nothing. Yeah, I was just wondering whether that ball would have enough carry. Certainly had plenty of height. They got quite a bit of backspin on that to get that one out of here. He is sneaky powerful, isn't he? He really is. We see him burn those outfielders time after time. And that time, putting enough backspin on it, getting it over the wall in left field. Fastball basically down the middle from Sanchez. So the Astros now up 8 to nothing. So you, you, you said Lafayette? Yeah, I played with the Zoots. Um, I actually played with Hunter Bishop. I think he was the... Ten, oh yeah, tenth overall pick. Yep. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, tenth overall pick. Yeah, I played with Bishop for a while, and uh, yeah, it was a great team. Great, uh, good experience to get out um, to better competition. And was that a good opportunity for you to see where you measured? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. How yeah. did you stack up? You feel like you did well? I felt like I did great. Yeah, I felt like the coaching uh, staff with uh, Joe and all that they helped me out a lot. So it's two balls and no strikes to Marisnik. And uh, I'm curious in high school how heavily. Are the analytics involved? Are you guys working on launch angles and things like that at that point? Uh, not not too much. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, my friends and I, we definitely. Uh, You're aware of we, it. We're aware of it. We take videos of each other's swings and mm -hmm. figure out, like, hey, here's a little nicks and tacks that we need to figure out. But uh, other than that, not, not too much 
analytics go into the high school game. Right. Three balls and no strikes to Marisnik. The Astros up eight to nothing. We're just in the bottom of the third. There's a strike down the middle. It's three and one. So we're talking with Colin Barber, the Astros' fourth-round draft pick. Did you let scouts know that you, you had a pretty strong college commitment? Yeah, 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 I did. I let them know. Um, but at the same time, I also let them know that I'm definitely available to become a professional baseball player for organizations because this, this is the end goal for me, of course. I mean, this, I, have a, I have a love and drive for this game like no other. So, Three balls and two strikes. The pitch is popped straight up in the air. Shallow right field going back on it. Kevin Biggio he weighs everybody off and makes the catch for the third out. So Colin Barber, once again, congratulations. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. It, it's going to be a fun haul and, and for us to get a chance to watch you get back here at Minute Maid Park as soon as possible. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno and the Astros looking for the sweep over Toronto today and uh, a big part of what the Astros have been able to do the last several games has been Jordan Alvarez. Four home runs in his first five big league games and really has been a shot in the arm for, for this Astros ball club. It's been pretty incredible. This is a 21-year-old man who defected from Cuba a few years back, and we got him in a trade, and he's been in our system hitting home runs. But you never know how it's going to translate to the big leagues. And, you know, he was in minor leagues crushing baseballs left and right, working on his defense. We bring him up here. And four out of his first five games, he goes yard. And that's not just going yard. I mean, those are those are some serious shots there. And actually, left yesterday, he looked pretty good. He went around that corner to get that catch. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty impressed by what I saw yesterday. So I have a feeling AJ's going to keep him in the lineup, <laughs> probably in the middle of the lineup, even when all of our horses come back. Yeah, that, that would be genius. Hey, uh, about three years ago, I think, in spring training, I remember going out to the, the minor league fields, and Enos Cabell was back there. He's, uh, he said, have you seen Alvarez hit yet? So we went back there and we were watching him. Has he always been this mature in his approach? Because, I mean, obviously flashing all the power and going the other way and things like that was evident. But this maturity, it's the strike zone discipline. Well, he's always looked like he's older than he is. But uh, his um, maturity in terms of his strike zone discipline, I think that really came on in the last year really? And, and really this year. And, and part of it was that he wasn't getting pitched to in AAA, and, oh. and he had to make a decision. Do I start chasing balls out of the zone, or do I let them walk me? And I think he made the right decision. And we're going to see a lot of that here. He's already got five or six walks here in the big leagues yeah. in, in, in a few games. So I think that's why what makes you the most excited, though, yeah. uh, for this to be able to continue at, at some rate is, is – then he swings at strikes at pitches that he can drive. Yeah, and you know he's gonna—they're gonna find some small holes. I don't think there's a ton of holes, but he's a big guy. They'll right. find some small holes. They'll expose him, and, and I'm sure he won't be hitting home runs every day. But it's great for him to get off to a good start. It's—it's it's great for us to know that he's here, and you know we really haven't had a regular DH uh, in my time here. And this—you know—maybe this is the guy, but he could also play some left. Another major league debut this past week: Rogelio Armenteros coming up. And uh, was outstanding on Friday, three scoreless innings, wound up getting the, the three-inning save. And This is a guy we've kind of been waiting on for a little while and, and made the most of his opportunity and showed kind of what we had seen in spring training and, you know, what he's done when he's been at his best in the minor leagues, guy who can really use his pitches. Yeah, and he did exactly what we needed. We needed to save the bullpen, even though we had two days off last week. We've had a lot of extra inning games. Our bullpen's been really taxed. And for him to be able to come up in his major league debut and get get the three inning save and not allow any runs that that was huge 
you know, this guy's been pitching well for us for the past few years in spring training, and he's been pitching for us in the system. You know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. His below was down a little bit. It ticked back up, and we figured this was a good opportunity for him. And he's now the fifth Cuban on our 25-man roster, which puts us up there with, uh, I think, above any team in baseball right now. Yeah, and one other is CNL Perez, who made a timely uh, a relief appearance earlier uh, during this homestand, three innings, uh, a scoreless ball. Uh, what does that tell you about the Pacific Coast League, specifically in AAA, yeah. when guys are struggling down there and come up here and flash uh, doing what they're doing? Is it the baseball? Is it the, the environment? Or is it the culture in the clubhouse here? I think these both these guys stepped up and, and delivered here the way we need them to, and they're both good pitchers. I do think you're getting some false negatives in AAA as far as pitchers go because they the ball is flying out so much this year. But it, those two guys did exactly what we needed them to. And you know, we put a lot of pressure on that team in Round Rock. Both both times we called up CNL and Armenteros, they were due to pitch that next day yep. or that day, and we had to. They obviously they got to scramble to go find starters uh, to fill those innings. But um, it's nice that our system can continue to produce guys that can come up here and fill a role and win games for us. You know, talking about Armenteros and Perez and Alvarez, three guys from Cuba and. Beginning of 2015, we were talking about this yesterday, Armenteros was the only player yeah. of Cuban descent in the Astros organization and yeah. who was born in Cuba. Uh, but it seems like you guys kind of seized on an opportunity uh, when there were a lot of Cuban players available and, and were able to capitalize on that market. We did. We made a concerted effort to really scout the Cuban players. And you can't really go to Cuba, so you have to wait till they defect. But you see them in Dominican or Mexico or other places. And... We have a scout named Charlie Gonzalez who deserves a lot of credit. He stays on top of the Cuban market for us. He's got relationships with all the agents and players and, and other folks that have been involved, Kevin Goldstein and Ozzo Campo. But we've been able to scout and sign the Cubans that we really like. And the pipeline seems to be never-ending. It's kind of like Dominican. There's fewer of them because it's hard to get off the island. But uh, this, it's an incredibly talented place for baseball players. Robin Cicurino has gotten off to a great start as a Houston Astro. But you can't really measure the intangibles till they get here. What does he mean in the clubhouse? Well, first of all, I, we all need to go out and vote for him for the All-Star Game. This guy needs to be in the All-Star Game. He's having a career year. He's, he's among the best catchers in all of baseball. And not only is he doing it with his bat, but he's doing it with his leadership on the field yeah. and, and in the dugout. He holds people accountable, both, both position players and pitchers. He's got great communication skills in both English and Spanish. And our pitchers like throwing to him. And that's, uh, that's a comfort level that you need to have when you have a staff like ours. Once again, joined by Jeff Luno. And uh, we have met a few of the Astros draft picks over the last few days. 27 of the 40 Astros draft picks have been signed now, including nine of the top 10 picks. The only exception, third-round pick Jordan Brewer. But he's still playing yep. uh, in the College World Series with the University of Michigan, so can't talk to him until after that has concluded and are you guys pretty happy with with that whole process i'd have to imagine the slotting system makes it a little easier in terms of uh, agreeing to these bonuses well it does we didn't stick to the slots we moved some money around so yeah. we could sign colin barber in the fourth round but um chris gross and charles cook did a tremendous job of leading this draft of finding the players and, and we got them signed quickly and now they're out with their teams you know, either in Gulf Coast League or up in Tri-City. So it's important that they get a taste of pro ball as much of the summer as possible. We don't like to tinker with them too much their first summer. We like to expose them to the information that we have, and, and they get to go out there and play. You know, there's a reason why all these guys got drafted. But it was uh, even though we had a low bonus pool and we, had, we picked 32nd overall, 
uh, I think we ended up with a really good draft class, and I think we're going to look back at this draft class in four or five years and realize that this we did a really nice job. You mentioned Colin Barber when he came in here. We asked him about the analytics. Uh, has he been exposed to any of that in high school? And we would imagine that usually starts at the college level, and that was the case. He yeah. said they, they would take some uh, film of each other and try to increase their launch rate, whatever the case may be. What do they go through right when, they, when, when he gets into the clubhouse in West Palm Beach? as a high schooler what does he learn well we have an orientation for all of our new players uh -huh. and they get uh they they get get shown a lot of information but really this first year you know we want them to go out and play there's a reason why they got drafted i'll tell you um colin and and gray kessinger were here a couple days ago and bregman took them into the video room when i was showing them around oh cool and bregman showed them clips of himself in corpus christi and how our video system works and how you can compare swings from yesterday to a week ago well that's invaluable it was amazing these guys had their eyes were wide open they were loving every minute of it and as as uh, bregman walked out he said I think I fixed what I've been trying to fix. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to do some damage. And his first at bat that uh, that night, he hit a home run or a second at bat. So, so, uh, so Bregman, cool. when he was looking back at some clips from a few years ago, he saw something that. Yeah, he said, "I've been looking at these clips," and he showed the guys what he was doing. And then, <laughs> as he was walking out, he said, "I think I'm ready," and and he hit a home run that night. So it was really fun for those guys to see that, to talk to Bregman, obviously, to watch the video stuff, and then to watch Bregman hit a home run. Yeah, they're convinced Bregman's Babe Ruth now. Uh, well, some updates on some of the, the injured players. We've seen uh, Jose Altuve played a, a rehab game a couple of days ago, slated to play again today for Round Rock. Max Stassi, Colin McHugh have also started their, their rehab assignments. Kind of where are you at with, with those guys right now? Well, Jose will probably be the first one back. We're hoping that he plays today and tomorrow and then uh, possibly travels to Cincinnati and joins the team either at the tail end of that or the beginning of New York, which would be great. We really need him back. Um, Stassi's on a timeline probably for this next weekend as well at this point. And McHugh's got to ha probably have one more, two more outings and see how he feels. But uh, he could also join us potentially in New York or right afterwards. So those guys, uh, help is on the way, which is nice. Uh, yeah. Joe Smith has been throwing and Springer's looking good. He was out in the outfield today doing some work. So we're hoping that those guys uh, come back too. And uh, Diaz right around, you know, so hopefully before the All-Star break and then Correa. Any ideas to when we might see Springer go out on a rehab? I think probably this weekend or beginning of next week would be good for him. And so hopefully, you know, I know he wants to be back here. And our guys have done a great job uh, holding everything together and winning ball games. But we need Springer. We need Altuve. We need Correa. We need Diaz. We need all those guys to come back. How conservative have you guys been uh, considering the, the sizable lead in the, in the West so far? Well, I, the players want to be back. And obviously with Altuve, it was a false start the first time he went out on rehab. Yeah. So we want to be careful there. But um, they all want to be back. And, and they're all-star players. So we, we need those guys back. Uh, but it has been great that Fisher and Straw and all these other guys, Mayfield, have just done a great job of holding it together and helping us win ballgames. Now that the draft is complete and the majority of your class has been signed, I know the focus tends to move after the draft to, to the trade deadline. How does that process begin uh, for you guys generally? I'd imagine you, you have some guys in mind that maybe you, you may want to target as, as you move closer. Yeah, our pro scouting group has done a tremendous job, and I'm going to meet with them tomorrow, and I think they told me they have 30-something names on the target list, so okay. I'm sure most of them are probably pitchers at this point, relievers, starters, but we'll go through the list. We'll prioritize them. Um, I'll start to reach out to some uh, GMs and see if they're ready to start talking. You know, I think I still think we're going to be on the late side. We'll be at monitoring the market if something develops early, but we'll be on the late side because we probably just need more information. How's Framber doing? How's Miley doing? Are these guys... You know, guys that we see pitching in our rotation in the postseason, how's our bullpen shaping up? Um, 
and, and we'll have more information by July. But, uh, you know, this team as is, I think, can, can go the distance. So um, there's no uh, felt urgency about having to fix something like there has been in years past, which is a nice position to be in. Last thing, Jeff, Sally from Conroe uh, on Twitter wanted me uh, to ask you if you could trade a couple of the minor leaguers for Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of those uh, Twitter trade proposals. Uh, they're a little unrealistic, but yeah, imagine a rotation with Verlander, Cole, and Scherzer. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah, trade some of our, our more marginal players for a really, really good player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, it's not usually how it works. Well, Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager, thanks so much for joining us, and happy Father's Day. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.